Hello everybody and welcome to this Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Goodgins. I hope that you're all well. F-R-C News, Film Review Central News is back for another week. I'm surprised that people still actually enjoy these. I've, I've been doing these constantly all every single Wednesday and they do not disappoint our fans who want to know all the known and unknown news regarding movies and TV shows. Five big news stories today, very, very diverse. Sharing my opinion is something I definitely want to do on here, plus giving you guys all of the relevant information. If you guys want to join me on an FRC news, you can via my Instagram, FRC underscore podcast. Just let me know. I've actually changed up a lot of the di- of the style, uh, so you guys can know exactly what is coming up. Just give me a follow so you never miss an upload. It literally is that simple. So let's get into the five news stories that we will be talking about today. Starting with the Paramount Plus deal. As it has been announced now, the release date, the price, the app shows and everything you need to know. So this is a new streaming service from Viacom CBS designed to compete with the likes of Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime and HBO Max. Rather than start from scratch, Viacom CBS is taking its existing streaming platform, CBS All Access, and rebranded it now as Paramount Plus. The new and improved service will be topped with a ton of new programming from the Viacom CB universe, which is home to channels such as CBS, MTV, BET, Nickelodeon and Comedy Central. Paramount Plus, or as it's officially called, Paramount, Paramount with, an, with an actual sign plus will also tempt viewers for original programming including the possible Fraser reboot and the vast Paramount Pictures vault stuffed classic movies such as The Godfather. Details of the prize, release dates, originals and any free trial offers will be revealed on the 24th of February 2021. So that is actually next Wednesday. I think they've decided to do it because there is a dire need for um streaming services right now it, it, it's literally as easy as that I, I don't want to go into everything like oh they're gonna have to challenge this net I'm not gonna to go to any you know statistics at you guys they are doing it now because they need the money you looking at what Paramount has in their back catalogue and how they're gonna use that you know absolutely most definitely they're well, well within their rights to do that I think they've got some great, great programming that they can put on there. They've obviously got some great deals with the other channels as well. Paramount Network are doing something that every, every, everybody's doing. Just everybody are doing it. And I think that's what where you've got to give them credit. You can't not say anything about it. They are literally doing this because Paramount Plus are saying you know let's compete will i think they'll will i think they'll be the biggest streamer services probably not netflix are just a powerhouse at the moment disney plus now they had a slow start but they're really going through it amazon prime look if you've not got amazon prime i would recommend you doing it because amazon prime is one of these streamer services that will find them sort of unknown gems and it, it is really really nice to think that oh where where is it oh it's not on netflix it's it's not on sky or it's not oh it's not on telly you know oh it's on amazon prime oh it's free brilliant like that is fantastic it's a good price as well so 
that for me is the best thing that you can do. The best thing that you can do is give your audience the opportunity. Well, I've, like I said, I don't think he'll be the biggest, but I think he's got a massive, massive shot of being a really, really good streaming service. Paramount has made some great films in the past. It's going to have some classic films. The Godfather, you know, when you hear The Godfather, you go, come on. You had the, a lot of people really like The Godfather. So I'm really, really interested by this. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I really am interested to see the potential of this. I think you've got the opportunities you know available it's just going to do what they're doing because that is just how the world is at the moment moving in to the next story here then and Zack Snyder is working on a King Arthur movie the 55 year old director reveals that he's working on a fateful retelling of the King Arthur legend and hopes to bring it to the big screen in the future Zack told Minutemen I'm working on something but we'll see I've been thinking about retelling like some real sort of faithful retelling or that Arthurian mythological concept. We'll see, maybe that will come at some point. The filmmakers previously hinted at an interest in a King Arthur story as Bruce Wayne and his parents leave a cinema showing John Borman's Ixabla in Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice. Zach has also been working on the Snyder Cut take on Justice League, the movie which he has stepped down from due to personal reasons and has been hailed as a madman by star Jared Leto who plays the Joker in the project. I think what you're looking at now is Hollywood running out of ideas. How many King Arthur films have we had? We've had a lot of them. And what they're struggling at now is thinking of an original concept that's going to bring people in. Having another King Arthur film is just there. It just is. You know, King Arthur is, is, a, is a great character, but he's been done. He's been done so many times. And I think the problem is, the massive, massive problem with the idea of this film is, do we really need to see the same story? And how many times is the style of King Arthur going to be done differently? Is it going to be done differently? Is it going to prove any, any different ideas? There's been no cast and no plot revealed yet, no trailers of course, but I think the whole idea, and it's the same with the Peter Pan film, it's the same when we go to the Transformers film, you know, do we not want to see another one? Take risks, take massive, massive risks. When people take massive risks, that's when it excites me. We've seen it time and time again where films come out the blue, they've possibly not had the best production and they've done something in cinema and that's where personally you're going to get them problems come up, you're going to get them ideas running out, people are just going to keep rebooting stuff to new audiences. I, I don't want to hate on it because I like the character, I really really do, I like the character of uh, King Arthur, I like the films that they've made. But we don't need to keep seeing it. We don't need to keep repeating it. For me, I will watch it. It's a film. It's an action film. Where whoever I bet the star will be fantastic in it. But do we really need to see another one? I'm looking forward to seeing that Snyder's Justice League. Don't have to keep saying it on this channel. But I just personally think that It's going to be very, very interesting to see what they do with this.
Moving from one big franchise to another, as Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is no, is been revealed as now on still. The 47-year-old filmmaker who was at the helm of 2017's The Last Jedi is set to return for a new trio of films and author Sarai Wilson asked him whether the movies are still in the pipeline. After their Zoom call she tweeted, I'm just going to post this now because I can't can see that I'm going to get a lot of requests. Yes, Ryan's Star Wars trilogy is still on. No date or timeline because he has other projects going on, but it is happening. That is all I know about it. Johnson's Star Wars film proved to be diversive with fans, and he previously admitted he wishes he had the chance to give The Last Jedi a test screening before its release. He said, test screening is really nice, and that's something on Star Wars. You can't test the movie for a lot of different reasons. I've always hated test screenings, and when we were making Star Wars, at a certain point in the process, you're like, God, I would give my left arm to put this in front of 300 people in Burbank and just see how it plays. I'm going to be honest with you, it's a very, very odd opinion, but The Last Jedi is a good Ryan Johnson film, because what Ryan Johnson does within the genre that he's making films is that he completely turns it on his head, so when you're going into the film, you expect one thing from the trailer and the genre that it's being involved in, and it completely turns it on its head. That's And that's what The Last Jedi is. However, Star Wars is not appreciative if you completely and utterly turn the genre on its head because it's such a beloved franchise and that's why it lost audiences. It's not a very good Star Wars film, but it is a good Ryan Johnson film. The thing is with the with a Star Wars trilogy, now with The Last Jedi and the reaction behind that, people have got to understand that The Last Jedi could potentially be a great film, but if you take away the whole Star Wars gimmick, people now are going to know the ideas that Ryan Johnson has for Star Wars, so should embrace it. The Last Jedi is not the best film, but I think it's one of them films that I, I think is really, really good to see completely changed on its head. They make some odd choices. He's come out and admitted that. I just think, to be honest, we really need to see a, a completely different film because if we don't then it's going to hurt it I'm interested to see what ideas he has for Star Wars whether it links with The Last Jedi whether the new cast will come back I don't know it's one of them Snyder Cut sort of situations where will you give it a bit of a chance will you give the film another chance it's going to be interesting to see Mission Impossible 7 and 8 are no longer filming back-to-back. -back. Leading man Tom Cruise is needed on promotional duties for Top Gun Maverick, head of that film's planned release on July the 2nd, so filming for Mission Impossible 8 should be able to get underway once that's over. Alongside Cruise, Mission Impossible 7 will see Simon Pegg, Vin Rames, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby and Angela Bassett reprising their roles from previous movies in the series. Captain America the First Avenger star Hayley Atwell is joining the franchise in an underclosed role. According to Instagram post from director Christopher McQuarrie, filming is now wrapped in Abu Dhabi and the team is now heading to London to apply a few finishing touches to the movie. The movie shoot has seen the cast travel from Norway to Italy to UAE, quite the feat in the middle of a global pandemic. According to the sneak peek we've had from set photos, it looks like we can expect the usual jaw-dropping stunts from the newest instalment in the franchise. Cruise has been spotted 
speeding through Rome while handcuffed to Atwell and on top of a speeding train to name just two glimpses behind the scenes. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Mission Impossible 7 and 8. I think the franchise, its best installment was in fact Fallout. I think what they did with that was great. I really, really hope that they get success as well. Again, with I think it sort of piqued a lot of people's interests. And personally, I could see this bomb being really, really successful. Obviously, they've sort of filmed it. I think filming them back to back is possibly a really, really hectic schedule. You don't know whether they would link in with one another. It seems to be if they're filming them back to back. But other responsibilities is there. I I, I like the uh, the looks on social media regarding the film, so I have really no more much more to say on it. I think you know Christopher McQuarrie is a great film. Tom Cruise is obviously a big guy, some great cast members as well. They're proving that they can still bring their big A-listers into a, a franchise now that's about 20, 25 years old. So looking forward to seeing Mission Impossible 7. Hopefully we can see a trailer soon. And the final news story is regarding WandaVision as the behind-the-scenes TV special announcement by Marvel for Disney+. Plus. It's called Assembled, which will stream on Disney+. Plus. We'll also take an in-depth dive into upcoming shows The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, as well as Black Widow. Each episode will arrive shortly after its corresponding project's release, starting with Assembled, the making of WandaVision, on March the 12th. It will include stars such as Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Tiana Paris, Catherine Hahn, Kat Dennings and Randall Park, as well as the show's creative team talking about the series. The episode will also delve into how the production concept came about by drawing from classic sitcoms and how the crew went to lengths to emulate the techniques of filmmakers in the early days of TV. This isn't the first time Disney Plus has given fans a behind-the-scenes look into one of its huge shows, with the Mandalorian secrets unveiled in Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. Great, something original, something really cool, something really nice to see. Um, hopefully that we can see sort of the making of how the different styles obviously we're still you know watching one division episode seven of uh, of nine comes out this week and i'll definitely get a review on there plus a ranking of the episode on the channel so stay tuned for that so looking forward to seeing it you know the series i think is going to be cool to see the ideas behind Especially WandaVision because it's such a such a diverse show. I think possibly you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be very very action based. How do you do the constant action sequences? We've been promised that there's going to be loads of action sequences inside of the series. Uh, Loki and Hawkeye we've not seen much from that yet in terms of you know I know there was a trailer for Loki but you know we'll obviously have to see how they make that. But interested Hawkeye we've not seen anything yet and obviously Black Widow I felt like I've seen the film from about the 400th trailer so you know it's going to be great I think it's something good for Disney plus we mentioned sort of the streaming service wars at the top of the podcast so I'm looking forward to seeing the potential there and uh, yeah that's all really you know you have to say about a show which Marvel a good Marvel looking into sort of that documentary type show is going to bring in audiences so that's it for FRC News for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, all their news stories, sharing my opinions. Thank you very much to people who have uh, sent me uh, news stories as well, saying, can you talk about this? We'd definitely love to be to keep doing that. I don't know what my next podcast will be 